Welcome to The Binge. My name is Mike. And I'm Jonathan. And this is episode eight, Culture Clash. Mike and I here traveled throughout all of Europe. We walked across Ireland. And in addition to the research that we've shared with you when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to online dating, when it comes to social issues, when it comes to the environment, will we we came away with general just thoughts on culture and life and love and unity and really just what it takes to create a utopia in the most perfect place to live in society after seeing all these places, which I think is really one of the biggest benefits of traveling abroad is you get to just see what perfection is as a result <laughs> of an accumulation of all of your experiences. And today, what are we going to try to do, Mike? Why don't you why don't you take the baton first? We're going to clash some cultures. So that's right, Jonathan. And I think people, you know, always ask us when we get back, what's the biggest thing you learned? Tell me a story. And I always begin with, I learned that everyone should be more Irish. And the way that I mean that is not that I wish everyone was, you know... Which is similar to our theme from last week, where everyone should be more gay. Everyone should be more gay, right? Everyone should be a ginger, tall, gay Irishman, just like the guy from Tinder. But the point of being more Irish is that we found Ireland to be overwhelmingly the most hospitable place that we went to. Yes, the traditional gay. The the traditional gay. And it, it was just great. I mean, everywhere we went, everyone took us in, big town, small town. We were just welcome. Um, at any bar, pub, restaurant, hotel, Airbnb, random stranger's house. And that was really cool and that was really awesome. And so when we take a step back and look at the things we learned about, the most exciting lesson was, you know, be more like those people we met in Ireland. And there are certainly a lot of towns and cities and countries, we'll say, that we went to where it was just starkly different. Yes. And, and just as a quick backstory or a quick prefaces, to the rest of this episode, if you will. For a lot of these episodes, Mike and I had these very organized charts and spreadsheets and data, just very organized ways of drawing from them and sharing with you, the reader, and these number takeaways. <laughs> now we just have feelings. I, I, I want to tell you that we've also done a lot of research on this, but there is no organization, there is no good introduction, which is why, quite frankly, my <laughs> introduction a few minutes ago was... A little jumbled, a little, I mean, I'd like to think it wasn't emotional. I'd like to think I held that down pretty well. The tears might have been coming, but the voice I thought was steady. Um, But no, I just, quick background for the next few minutes. Just hold on to your seats a little bit. We're going to just be darting here and there and everywhere. Don't be disturbed. Don't be preturbed, but be ready to learn and and be, be aware that when you want to be able to take one of those grains and grow a, grow a barley bush or whatever you might want to grow from this, that could happen at just like point. that scene in The Wind Shakes the Barley. I love when they do that. Yes, The Wind That Shakes the Barley. We gave it a shout-out in one of our uh, weekly emails that you should yeah. subscribe to. And we also shouted out here before. And, and that is, I think, essential to the theme of this podcast. You grow your barley in the way that you want to. Make the culture that you want to make. Make the culture that you want to make and make the culture that's best for everyone, for those around you. Speaking of, remember that Airbnb we stayed at, the, you know, the um, Anne's Place. Remember Anne's Place outside of Wellington Bridge when we got away from the hustle and bustle of downtown? And her oh, husband, my God. Her husband grew barley for Guinness. Oh, my and God. And I think that they really yes. embodied, like, the perfect hospitable couple. 
I mean, this guy just woke up in the morning, made sure we had breakfast, ate his brown bread, and then went to literally sow the seeds of the beer that we were going to drink later that day. Oh, my God. And, and just we when I would go barefoot, walking across the pebbles, looking out onto the beautiful sunset over the fence, above the sheep and the livestock and the prairies. So many pregnant sheep. Yeah, but that was Ireland. That was Ireland at the essence, around being surrounded by the barley, being surrounded by the wind. It was. So take a second and think about where you're from. I'm from Boston, where people couldn't be ruder. And I miss that. Like, I love that part of Boston. I think that adds to the culture. But I wouldn't say that we're like nice to people that come visit us. Yes, and ironically, much of Boston is Irish. I know. It's very, it's very interesting. Maybe all the mean ones come here. But... I think think about where you're from and think about sort of how your city or your town or you generally would fit into the different cultures that we're talking about. So Ireland's the big one we covered. I think one of the starkest contrasts was Germany. Let's talk about Germany a little bit because we were able to see all the big cities. And by all the big cities, I mean mean Munich, I mean Berlin, I mean Hamburg, I mean Dachau. Um, (laughs) and, And that's it, the big four. Um, yeah, and, but, but I think Munich and Berlin are two places we spent a lot of time, and they were fun, they were great, but friendly is not what I would use to describe them. Besides Wombat's Hostel, that place was fucking congenial. Yes, and watch your language, Michael, this is a PG-rated podcast. I forgot, we've now opened this up to kids. That's okay, I might, maybe I'll try to edit it using little sheep's noise over where we say fuck. Like those Taylor videos. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, I have a few takeaways from Germany. Do you want to start, Mike, I, in terms of their culture? Uh, I mean, I don't know. The first night we went there, we went to that beer hall, and we were, just the lied, wait- we were just lied to. They said the bar's closed, and they essentially just hazed us for a while. Yeah, and remember the waiters said, came over, they literally came over to us and said, will you be drinking with us tonight only or also eating? And I said, also eating, and then he left. And didn't, and then we had no waiter for another, like, 40 minutes. It's true, it's true. But we, t- we did talk to those nice people across the table, um, and that's when we thought, you know, maybe this is, because we had just came in from Ireland, so we were like, oh, everyone's, I'm sure, friendly, and the waiter was, you know, a, a one-time thing. So we see these awesome girls sitting across the way, and we figure, like, you know, in Ireland, everyone would say hi to each other. And I went and I tried to talk to them and it didn't go so well. Yes, and this is culture clash at its finest. Michael J. Brown looked over at those girls and bet us. We don't bet because gambling is illegal, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he bet us it hypothetically. I bet you those girls are from New York City. I'll bet you anything. And we were like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because they, you know, don't want to be anti-Semitic or anything on the podcast. But I could have sworn there's a sorority group we, on the broad trip. We thought they were maybe a group of NYU students or something like that. And I said, I said, Mike, there's only one way to figure this out. Go over and talk to them. And of course, we had this great like rush because this was the day after we had arrived in mainland Europe after walking across Ireland for two weeks. Yeah, and we, just, and we got a city, we got beer, we got brats, we're ready to go. And we just naively thought everyone was friendly, they were outgoing, they were nice. So Mike just walked over like... A, a, a sheep to a slaughter. I, yeah, it was brutal, man. I mean, I went over, I said, how are you, where are you from? And they just gave me like 10 cold stares and just one of them said Spain. I don't even think she looked at me. I think she just looked past me and then went back to drinking with her friends and that was it and I had to slink back. I remember like 
just saying to you, so this is me swallowing my pride, standing in front of you saying, I'm sorry for that night. Like, the, it encapsulated that whole night. Mm. So true. If only you could go back to December, Michael, and just erase that moment. I know, but I think it was a good learning moment when I realized maybe Germany is a little bit different. Germany, Spain, these really touch on all the non-Ireland cultures. and <laughs> Everywhere but Ireland. <laughs> just hashtag never Germany. Wait, no, that's something else. Um, sorry, I still go to Germany. I think it was good. It's just go to it's Germany. Not, it's not as rosy as Ireland. And here's the thing: what is Germany known for besides maybe the Holocaust? Um, they're known for being powerful, right? They're known for basically Deutsche being Bank. the force behind the European Union, being a big force behind the IMF and all these other world superpowers, that basically Germany holds the country of Europe together in a lot of ways. They help build Greece, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so hypothetically, Germany is doing well, right? But the question is maybe, would you want to live there? And I, I'm going to just share two quick observations from visiting Germany. Sure, right. Observation number one, no free water. That was brutal. That was so brutal. Is that too much to ask for in life? Or at least, like, you know, don't give us that look when we ask for it. Or, like, when we ask for it, don't give it to us and then charge us $15 without letting us know it costs money. No, literally everywhere we went in Germany, we asked. And, and I felt like an idiot because we didn't speak any German. So I was like, tap water, uh, agua grifa, no, that's Spanish, uh... Uh, maybe uh, free, libre, free water, and and overwhelming no. And, I mean, you know, water's more expensive than beer. So, you know, it was terrible life. We had to suck it up and drink a lot of beer. Yeah. But it was, you know, Ireland, where I feel like everything was at least sort of accommodating, uh, there was sort of this, this strict barrier we felt between us yeah. and the Germans. But, Mike, you're kind of switching the subject when I haven't shared my second. Fair. I just Give said I just said I wanted to share two things, and we'll jump into Ireland if you want in a second. But thing number two, credit cards. <laughs> they didn't accept them. They didn't accept the. Remember, we went to the. I just the, wanted the breakfast those, place. Those, that sausage dish. Right, we're in Germany. We're in Berlin, and yes, I, they're, they're, Berlin. they're known for their. I mean, I don't remember the, the name of it because we didn't get to have it. But something like, in it's, German. It's like a sausage. Like Wiener schnitzel, something, something. I think it was Wiener schnitzel, actually. That was Vienna. It doesn't matter. It was supposed to be delicious. And we couldn't get it because we, they wouldn't let us pay with our credit card. And we didn't know where the closest ATM was. And they we said, didn't want to take our cash, I think, because we were about to leave the EU. And quite frankly, the ATM fees are somewhat of a sham. They are. They are. So we tried to pay with the credit card, and they said... Does your credit card have a PIN? And in at least in my bank in the U.S., my debit card has a PIN, but the, my credit card from the my credit card company does not. No, no, no. And they wouldn't. It was the other way. Them. They wouldn't take credit cards. You needed both. Oh yes, you needed no, a you pin. Needed a PIN for your credit yes. card. Yes. No, Mike, you're right. You're right, Mike. Yeah. They, they needed two things, though. Do you remember? They didn't only need a PIN, in which case we could use our debit card. They needed a chip, as well. So okay. we had debit cards and we had credit cards with, with chips. pins. We had credit cards with pins. Sorry, credit cards with chips, debit cards with pins, neither line which, with glasses. Which currently, I apologize, but they they wouldn't take anything basically, and they also wouldn't take any cards at that pizza place. Yes, you know what we did. Oh my god, we spent all our cash at that 
effing pizza place. Yes, and there was and there, yeah, there was that girl. Never mind. That's that's the story for another. She was podcast. beautiful, but so confusing. But I mean, that morning was so funny though because I think it encapsulated us and our like feeling towards Jeremy's culture at that time. We couldn't eat the like disrooted herb we were supposed to. We couldn't essentially pay for breakfast, so what we did, we went to McDonald's and had a feast. <laughs> we did have a feast at McDonald's. The great guys. I think we've actually said this before, which is really embarrassing, but I'll say it again. If you're traveling, McDonald's is McDonald's is a refuge anywhere. It's high class. It's beautiful. There's always free Wi-Fi. They accept credit cards. No free Wi-Fi either anywhere in Germany outside of McDonald's. That's true. They they charge for everything. And and you look at it maybe from an outsider perspective, especially if you're like maybe a great, like conservative, good, like capitalist, um, which we aren't necessarily against or for. (laughs) But you might look at it from a neutral perspective and be like, hey, good for you, Germany. That's why you're the world superpower. That's why you're doing well. But it doesn't I, make me want to really be there and spend time there. Yeah. But, and, there's a give you, and a take. Unless you're there for, like, you know, an academic purpose. And it helps create this culture of, like, maybe a little bit of a stick up the old behind, Michael. I think it just it felt that way. And 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 they have these beautiful places, these touching memorials, these incredible statues and walks and parks. I mean, it's, and it's food. A, obviously, a phenomenal country. And we don't want to sound history. like you know cheap, the cheap uh, you know semitics that we are. But I don't know. Sometimes I I think that there might be a give and a take where the take might be more than the give occasionally. Yeah, I think it's just it leaves you with a. a bit of a bad taste when there's sort of this divide everywhere you go. And it was really yes. felt integrated into some of the other cultures we saw. Yes, and let's clash and compare it to Ireland and let's also compare it to toilets. Which would you like to do first, Mike? Let's do Ireland first. Okay. Because toilets I'm excited about, so we want to make sure we spend time there. Yeah, it's fair. Get in and out of Ireland. Let's do it. Uh, I think just, you know, we were talking about the dating episode. It, in last week's episode, we were talking about Tinder Everyone would log on, give us recommendations. And, you know, I, that just didn't happen as much in Germany. So I think you have this, like, super great outgoing culture, welcoming tourists. They want to hear your story. Remember all those people at Jimmy D's? They wanted to know everything about us and why no one had killed Donald Trump yet. And we had to come up with answers because they were friendly and we wanted to talk to them. And they followed our trip throughout the rest of uh, our hike. Uh, they followed us on Facebook. And, you know... All of the bartenders we met. And remember that bartender who got us a hotel room because, you know, the Evergreen Hostel doesn't exist. I mean, so Ireland was sort of like outgoing, whereas, you know, Germany was even hard for us to connect. Yes. But Ireland also had fires. Ireland and did And, and fires. a throwback to episode two, they had an election. Did you call with, them friendly fires? With no winner. I would call them friendly fires for sure. That's a very good pun, Michael, but... In all seriousness, in all seriousness, the the fires might have been... They maybe didn't have their, their stuff together as much no. as Germany did. And they didn't really have that maybe a domineering, engineering, wealthy uh, apparatus set up to, to succeed. Uh, maybe you don't really see Ireland as a, as a world <laughs> superpower. But does it, does it matter? Which is kind of interesting. If you think of the U.S. and you like unfriendly cities, you have like New York, which is on top of its game... But is not a friendly, nice place to be. And then you have your small towns, yes, maybe a little yeah. also very unfriendly, but very then powerful. Your, your small towns are super, are super friendly. 
but maybe don't have their things together as you know politically. Yes, or economically. Or economically. Wow. But socially. Yes, and and this and you just have to take a step back occasionally and think about what matters. What matters to you? I, for one, appreciated Ireland's approach. But let's compare it to a couple of the other places that we saw. I mean, we definitely had some middle ground, right? Yes, I, I would Copenhagen say Budapest. Oh, yeah. In Budapest, maybe too. We met really welcoming people in both places. That dinner we had at Budapest was great. The you know some of the people we met at Airbnb in Copenhagen were lovely, but the restaurants in Copenhagen certainly a little bit colder. Colder and absolutely ridiculously priced. I think it was like fifteen dollars for a beer. So expensive. Um, so expensive. So I. I is Ireland a perfect place? No. That's not what we're saying No, at all. we're saying sort of like think about how your culture comes across. And think about especially how it comes across to people who have never been there before and it's foreign to. And I think everyone can relate to this going somewhere new. And I think you want to be a place that is welcoming and nice and people appreciate going to because then they, I think we came away from Ireland with, with real friends and real connections that we didn't have other places. But at the same token, Michael, maybe maybe just like in a friend group, I'm, I, I would like to take a step back and do an extended metaphor with friend groups and the country of Europe. Let's pretend the country of Europe, and by, of course by the country I mean the continent. Uh, <laughs> let's pretend the continent of Europe is a friend group. So good geography. Um, yeah, exactly. And you have some friends that are like the Mike Brown, the happy-go-lucky, you know, no cares in the world. Just kidding, Mikey. You have... You have some cares, but let's I've just got one or two. Let's just pretend for the episode that you know you're that jovial guy that everyone likes and that you know everyone gets along with. But you don't necessarily have, let's pretend again. This is purely hypothetical. We're not getting personal. At all. No, no, no. It's not personal. No, I'm at all. excited for where this is going. Um, but let's pretend you We're also pretending something. Great. You're so happy, but you don't really have your shit together, and like you kind of just live life like just as it comes. And let's say you're in this friend group with another friend. Let's call this hypothetical friend. We'll use me. James. (laughs) Okay, we'll call him James. And let's say James is like, you know, kind of a stick in the mud. He doesn't really, you know, mesh well with a lot of other people. But he's, he's, you know. He doesn't play nice with others. Respected in his friend group. But sometimes he comes off a little cold to people. But within the friend group, he kind of helps organize things. He, you know, helps make sure people are actually getting together, staying in touch, all that sort of thing. And is the logistical backbone of the friend group. Yeah, but James is able to be pulled back and actually smile a little bit more and have more fun thanks to the jovial nature of Michael. And Michael is able to have a little more structure because of James. And the friend group overall is really able to be better off for it. You really need both of those. People and, helping people. And I think you know where I'm going with this. I, I think I think maybe... Europe needs Germany. I think maybe in this hypothetical, Germany is James and Ireland is Michael. And Michael's great, and you just want to spend all your time inside Michael. But ultimately, you you need a little bit of James to at least balance Michael that out. Michael doesn't in, though. Just certain Germans. <laughs> no, I, of course. <laughs> Sorry about I didn't even mean to make that um, awkward phrasing of words. I, maybe we'll cut out in post. It happens. It happens. But but in all in all reality, um, I, I I think. I think if I'm talking to you, Ireland, I, I just want Realize to say that you need Germany. We meet. We you need Germany, but maybe. Is but like, Prague? 
<laughs> let's just not talk about Prague. <laughs> because it did, it did, listen, Prague, you know, there's something <laughs> about the way that the streets look when it's just rained and there's a glow off the pavement on the sidewalk and you, you really have this kind of nice glow and it did rain the entire time we were in Prague. So we might've gotten a, a misty, uh, not fully accurate view of I Prague. I think Prague's probably only meant to be seen in the rain. And quite, quite frankly, um, we... Quite frankly, lower the prices of the Jewish Museum. I would have liked to see that. We couldn't go in. Yes, it had, the, it had some of the stinginess of Germany <laughs> without all of the culture and, and history no and power. No Wi-Fi. No, no, no. The Czech Republic was basically had all the terrible things that Germany <laughs> had, but was slightly less... Um, but it's out of the fair group. It's out of the fair group. It's not in Europe. No, no, yeah. You got you got your Bratislava, who's just kind of there for looks. Well, Bratislava is like the hot girl guy you can't have. And you got your Copenhagen, right. kind Bratislava of level-headed, too, too steady. Uh, you got your Copenhagen, kind of the level-headed, steady. Like maybe let's call Copenhagen Colin. You know, not not really. I was about to say the athlete of the group, but then you said Colin. So I don't know. Oh no, the athlete of the group is still Bratislava. <laughs> Bratislava is just like all looks. And... So the friend group has no athlete in it, is what you're saying? Because Bratislava is definitely too cool for the friend the group. No, no, no. Well, Bratislava will hang out occasionally, and then of course you have your Budapest, which is just kind of way out there and kind of the weird. Budapest weird is, conflict, group. is conflicted. It's going through some changes. Yeah, you got a good time with Budapest, and also sometimes it's it's a little bit confusing, a little bit odd. Sends mixed messages. Yeah, we can call Budapest Evan. <laughs> um, for, for this just hypothetical um, but, but it's cheap and down for a good time yeah and together you have this great thing you have the EU and, and maybe if you're a German you're standing there saying wait a second we are the EU if it wasn't for us we wouldn't even have the EU but yeah but like come on it wouldn't be fun <laughs> right it wouldn't be fun if it was just you if it if it was if it was just Germany, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, yeah. You. We saw what that almost just, looked like back in World War Two. You can't just have that. You need you need a little you know some of the other countries to, to balance you, and you need the mean girl of Spain, the obnoxious French guys. You need everyone to come together. Yeah, I think that really. But think about which, Think about which friend group you know you want your city or friend you want your city to be. Yes, and and, and then attach yourself with some Germany's maybe. While we're talking about Germany. We're going to just take a brief respite because I said I'd talk about it. I want to get there in the least inappropriate way possible. I want to talk about toilets. Yeah, I think we have two big things to talk about here. Toilets and amusement parks because both of them, Vienna plays a striking role. Yeah, so let's get to Vienna. Vienna is uh, basically an extension of Germany when you stay in Vienna. And then, of course, the country of Austria is is more beautiful when you go out to the uh, Swarovski uh, crystal world. Which we've mentioned before. And, I mean, that is... Um, yeah, it's, as we've explained before, it, yeah. it gets emotional. But about. shout out to Maddie Cavanaugh, who had a lot of good insights on toilets. Yeah, and had one of these remarkable toilets. So if you've never encountered a poop shelf, you should probably <laughs> go to Vienna... And uh, there, instead of, you know, your works falling down into the toilet, it just sits on an elevated shelf. No water. No water. Just sits there and stares at you until you're ready to flush. It's a very interesting experience and I think was a shocking way to enter a country. It was so shocking. And uh, Maddie, what Maddie told us was in Germany and Austria, 
we have these toilets that just allow you to look at it. Just look at what you've done. Just It's right there in the open. You're not hiding it. And that's kind of what they also do with their history. If, when you go to their museums, when you go so to their So this memorial, was actually really, really impressive. I think that Germany... You don't were, usually connect toilets to history this way. No, well. but, um, you know, if Germany is sort of the stick in the mud friend we're talking about, what you have to really respect them for is the way that they've owned up to the awful things the country's done in the past. And that was completely opposite to Ireland, where we saw these deep, deep toilets where you couldn't even look if you wanted to. It was just right. gone. Right. Without a trace. Of course, in the U.S., we're a little bit in between on the toilet fronts, which I think is actually speaks volumes to what we are as a culture in the United States, which right. is kind of one of those things reflection, but through some water, right? So, like, through some something that makes it look a little better. Yeah, and Ireland is just gone. Just do your business and go have fun. Go play some road bowling. Yeah, um, but Vienna, those things you've done are staring at you in the face. Like, that 3 a.m. cheeseburger was letting you know it was there. Yeah. Even number ones stay there until the flush. They have a little curve to make it bigger. Yeah, so that, you know, that yellow pee is looking at you and saying, you're not hydrated. Yes, and warning. Look at yourself. I probably should have told those of you who don't want to listen to this stuff to stop listening a few minutes ago, but it's too late. Keep listening at this point. It happened. We're sorry. Germany wouldn't be sorry, but we're sorry because we're a mix of Germany and Ireland. Yes, I think that's so true. I think that's so true, Michael. And, and, And I wonder... I think we can hypostulate for a minute here, but what a word. This is this is really for the people to decide, of course, as we mentioned in the beginning. But but what do we think? What kind of toilet do you want to perfect be? looks like? What kind of toilet do you want to be? And I mean, so it's interesting uh, because I would yeah. say a blend is good, but I, I don't know if that's true. I think you just need to look at your own reflection, figure out what kind of toilet you are, and then surround yourself with other unique toilets that balance you out. Yes, yes. And and do that in the friend group. And when it comes to traveling, make sure to see all the toilets. Yes. And don't judge a toilet by its looks. If we had just walked yes. away from that poop Don't try it. Don't try it. We would have been, been really uncomfortable. But oh um, And then we wouldn't have seen all those great things that we saw in Vienna, like the amusement parks. Yeah. So we'll switch a bit to a less graphic topic, amusement parks. Yes. And toilets do have covers, by the way. So you could have said, don't judge a toilet by its covers. So oh, true, worked. true, very true. Yeah. Uh, but amusement parks, if you're in Vienna, you must go. No, they don't have covers in Germany. Sorry, I'm off that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Germany doesn't, doesn't allow you to do that. Uh, this amusement park was amazing. It was right in the center of Vienna and had some awesome roller coasters, a lot of jelly belly uh, beans, and, and tie that back, Mike. Tie those flavors back to the flavors we experienced. Yes, Are you Jonathan, thinking what I'm thinking? I don't think I am. <laughs> but tell me what you're thinking. You know, we're almost out of time here. But I'm going to just say this and not go too deep because you can do it on your own. Europe and friend groups are one great comparison. But it's a whole nother thing to introduce Jelly Bellies into the equation. Yeah. Which Who's I'm... the buttered popcorn? Who's the juicy pear? Who's the top banana? Who's the chocolate? Who's the chocolate pudding? Who's the Dr. Pepper? And Who's even the though plum? they should Who's the peach? It, licorice is still there. Who's the black licorice? And that's essential. Because if you don't have the black licorice, then which jelly beans are you going to give away to your friends? <laughs> You're the worst friend ever. Well, some of my friends <laughs> like licorice, Michael. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we are out of time, and we'll talk about Jelly Bellies uh, yes. again in a later episode. Next week, we are actually off. We, we are celebrating are. the national holiday of the bar exam. Hap- nope. Try again. Isn't the bar exam next week? No. What are we celebrating next week? <laughs> Hopefully not. That would be awful <laughs> for a lot of people. Uh, we're celebrating Independence Day, which I think is really relevant to this episode. Celebrate your freedom. Celebrate America. <laughs> eat some dogs. Think about the toilets. Don't think about the bar exam. <laughs> and uh, and happy freedom. Happy July 4th, everyone. And and we'll see you next week, hopefully, when you listen to all our past episodes again. Be the toilet you want to be. <laughs> July 4th is a great time to do that. Uh, yes, everyone should be more like Ireland if you want. Thank you to all of those who supported our podcast this week. Thank you to all of those in Berlin and computing. <laughs> and to Kevin McLeod for the music. Thanks for binging. Stay full, team.